Posada, slow roller right side. Beckett picks it up, tags Posada, and the Florida Marlins are world champions. No question about it, I am ready to get hurt again. It is May 17th, 2023. We are 44 games into the season, and the Marlins are two games over 500. Who would have thought? Not I, not us. But here we are, and we're going to be talking about it today in a great episode. But before we get into that, let's get let's go through the roller decks of uh, battered fans on here. I am one of your hosts, Daniel Granada, and I am rocking a Florida Marlins teal hat. For those of you that have been listening, you guys know I've been searching for this hat since the beginning of the year. I went a little bit of a tantrum a couple weeks ago because I couldn't find it, not even in this team store. But Branton told me where to find it. I went to the game on Saturday, the 40th game. We're going to get into that because that was a horrible game for many reasons. But not only did they have my size, they had an abundance of them. So good job, Marlins. Thank you for bringing it out. I did have one quick question as I go ahead and I introduce Callie. Callie, my understanding was this hat, from the 30, 30 years ago, the F was supposed to be a little off-center. But this one is exactly centered. Did they sell me a bootleg? That's uh, – I don't know if it's a bootleg. But well, maybe no, I, I know it's not a bootleg. I know it's not a bootleg. But I, supp- I thought that it was supposed to be off-center, like the original, right? I thought that's what they were selling. They were selling the one from 1993. That's what I thought I was buying. When I got home, I was like – this looks like the regular Florida Marlins logo. But anyway, all right, Callie, how the hell are you? I am fantastic. I am here celebrating a, a great uh, great turnaround with, in this home stretch from Marlins. You know, little, you know, lots of ups and downs. But uh, as far as my hat game today, in honor of our boy Yuri making his debut, got, my, got the Pensacola Blue Wahoos alternate going on. This I saw this one. Like I, I couldn't pass it up. So I'm, I'm two for two on getting minor league affiliate uh, alternate hats. Also, shout out to the Disney crowd. Got the Raglan Road shirt. Woo! Ooh. Best spot in Disney Springs. Fun fact. I'll be there. Nice. So, oh, speaking of which, I got the Oh, yeah. Also. Oh, look at that. I got Ooh. the 97 calls. Actually, I bought this for my wife. Uh, quick little tidbit. Her dad, uh, his the only sport that he followed was baseball. The only team he ever liked was the Marlins. So we went to that museum. If you guys haven't gone to the stadium, the Marlins have a museum. And she saw this shirt displayed. And she remembered that her dad had bought her this shirt. It's like the only sports shirt he ever bought her back in 97. And when she saw it, I got home and I went on a deep dive online to find it. Found it. Ended up being too big for her. So I kept it. So I had that shirt too, fun fact. I remember that shirt. When I saw the shirt, the nostalgia slapped me in the face, man. That was a a classic. This is is really cool. I mean, her her dad has passed since then, so it was like really like, you know, one of those nostalgic cool feelings. So I'm going to have to keep looking for a smaller size for her because I'm keeping this one. Bratton, how the heck are you? I'm great, man. I'm great. Got to spend some time at the ballpark over the weekend with with Spaz and Callie, which I'm sure we'll talk about, Um, you know. Just loving the Marlins right now, man. Great series against the Nats. Could have been better against the Reds, but again, we'll get into that. Uh, as far as hats today, I'm rocking my um, uh, Beloit uh, Sky Carp hat. This Ooh. is uh, one from their inaugural season. I, I knew if you don't know their history and their story, go on their website and check it out. Beloit was going to lose the team 
because their stadium didn't meet code. And kind of like uh, Inner Miami, in like 16 months, the community rallied and built a brand new stadium. And, you know, here they are, our affiliate. So check them out. They're league leaders right now. They're playing some great ball. Yeah. Am, am I not mistaken that ballers. they used to be an indie ball team? No, they were a minor league affiliate. Um, they were the uh, Beloit Snappers. Right, so, okay. And then it was a rebrand, yeah. Right, so... Mm-hmm. It was it was a rebrand because you know their sales were one of the worst in the league, um, in minor league baseball. And then now with the rebrand, as you can see, this hat looks awesome. The one Cali sported a couple weeks ago looks great. So they're doing yep. a lot of great stuff. So support our affiliates. Oh, and bring in the minor league knowledge and Spazzy. How the heck are you? I'm doing great, man. Stoked after this afternoon's uh, win. Uh, but I, unfortunately, I'm not wearing any Marlins on my head, but this is, I was traveling to Talladega and I stopped in Montgomery. So this is a Montgomery biscuits hat, which, uh, they were not playing at the time, but the the employees were very nice and they let me in and they let me, uh, buy a couple of things and let me uh, like out in the field. So Montgomery biscuits are actually an affiliate for the Rays. So fuck them in that sense, but that was awesome. (laughs) My jersey, I'm wearing a 1950s uh, Miami Marlins. Hey. Vintage, uh, with the vintage uh, Marlins. Whoa. I got some heat. I got some heat. That's that's fire right there. Damn, I need that. Satchel Paige actually played with the Marlins during that time. Yeah. yeah. They were unaffiliated at that time. Yeah. I I had no idea. Look at this guy. Yeah, it came out of nowhere. I'm gonna have to many jerseys also. I'm gonna need links Jesus. to that ASAP. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, All me right. too. I've already been in order ordering enough shit that my wife's gonna divorce me anyway. Might as well be wearing good clothes. <laughs> That's rough. All right. So anyway, good week so far. I know last week we went ahead, we did our predictions. <laughs> Some of us went as far as predicting a six game and uh win streak, right? Just two sweeps. So, most of us said that? five and one. Uh, I could, I could, mm. most of us said five and one, but four and two, still good. Has us two games over 500. Uh, we lost the series against um, the Reds, but we bounced back and we swept the Nats like we should. And I mean, it was great. So I guess we'll get started with the very first game of that first series against the Reds. Three fourths of the podcast was out there. It was Yuri Perez's debut, and Spazzy, I threw it over to you. What was it like being there at the game for Yuri's debut as a ma- major leaguer? Um, so there's already a very, very nice vibe on uh, those Flashback Friday or Throwback Friday. So there's already really, a really great time at the park. And, man, like even just random people around, or you hear the buzz about Yuri. So it was very, very nice to actually see him and 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 do well. Um, you know, he, he got caught a little bit at the end, but – First time out, dude. Super proud of the guy. And I wish we could have got the W, but very, very happy what I saw. What about you, Brent? Ooh, it was great, man. Being out there and getting to getting to see his his debut. I mean, you know, hopefully this guy's gonna end up being a Hall of Famer. He looks all right. You know, then we can say we were there. But if you guys were at the stadium, you definitely saw us on the Jumbotron multiple times. Callie and I participated in the hat shuffle in the fifth inning, and we won. Thank so God. we won a free hat, which I'll probably wear on next week's podcast. But 
um had a great time we were on the tv broadcast as well spaz was in that picture so you know a great day at the park and you know a lot of promising things from yuri especially after what we saw today in today's game too i mean you know he had that one inning i think it was the second where he got into a jam and had runners on first and second and he worked his way out of out of it even though his pitch count got a little high but it was great to see him go through five today and like I, said, I know that it was the first game of the first series and the last game of this series, so it's kind of bookended. But we'll just jump straight into it. Callie, how were the two starts? What do you think about the two starts for Yuri? Um, I mean, I, it's hard not to be impressed so far. The kid's only 20 years old. Uh, I mentioned it uh, kind of pre-show when we are just talking, but he's almost 10 years younger than the average Major League Baseball player right now, which is an insane stat. Um I was at the ballpark very early that first game of the the Red Series, and I, I always hang out by the Budweiser bar, you know, for the mo- for the most part. And I was waiting for Spaz and, and Brandon to get there, and as soon as Yuri came out to start tossing, like I was there kind of by myself because it's the Reds on a Friday afternoon, no one's there, and also you just kind of feel the people kind of coming out and the phones coming out and people recording, and uh, man, he's impressive, man. Just the the way he is physically, I mean, tall, he's lanky, yeah. six eight, man, and he looks bigger. So he Randy comes like Johnson. I see him. Yeah, like I saw him coming out of the dugout. I'm like, oh man, this is, this kid's big, bro. And then you see his arm very much whipping action. Um Sandy's very kind of methodical in, in the way he does things, whereas um Yuri, maybe not in the way he expresses emotion, but the way he throws a baseball, it, it's much more expressive, kind of like Jose was. Um whereas Sandy's very technical. Uh, Yuri's very just, you know, he just has the ability. It's just, it, it's like, you know, I hate to use this phrase, but God given, like, it's just, he's, he, he's a freak. Uh, yeah. First outing, you know, he, he, man, he looked great. He got hit hard a couple times. That's going to happen, especially when you're, you're a fastball dominant guy. Um, second outing, I didn't get to see so much today. Unfortunately, I was at work. Now I was going to watch a one, a one Oh five baseball game on a, on a Wednesday, mm-hmm. but um, I was able to watch the highlights and same thing, man. Like, dude, just dude, just shoves. He he's he was very in control from what I the little I saw. Um, able to get out of a jam like that, uh, you know, early in the game and and still make it to five, you know, and, and have a ton of strikeouts on top of that. It, it's very encouraging, man. There's a lot to love right now. Through two games, nine point two innings pitched, thirteen Ks, three walks, one point oh three whip. He's looking good. He looks really good for being that young. I know a lot of people, and I think on this podcast, we might have said it. I forgot one of us. I forgot who it was said it. But we thought that he might get called back down eventually, right? after a couple I think of that, games. That, that was me. I said that. That was not okay. me. That was me. <laughs> well, I, I think after the first two starts, if he can give like a third or fourth start like this, I don't think he's going back down. I think he's here to stay if he can keep producing the way he I is. Don't, now, I I well, Regardless of results, I don't think he's going down unless he gets like beaten up real bad. Like Skip said after his first start, like he's here to stay. He belongs. Yeah. He's not going anywhere. Well, you know. Spaz had his doubts today during the second inning. Spaz, I know you uh, had a little issue with uh, what you were watching earlier today. What's going on? Well, because I, I texted you guys and like the first inning, I'm like, oh, one, two, three. Like this, it was like nine or 10 pitches. And I was like, fuck yeah, this is what we're doing. We're going like eight innings, 75 pitches or something. 
And then, man, I, I think I texted you guys like, oh, one, two, three. And then the second inning, it was like, what, 26 pitches or something like that. So I was I had to talk myself off the ledge. And then kind of like what Callie said, he's fucking 20 years old. I was dropping out of college. I'm being a piece of shit at 20 years old. This guy's like, what can you do? <laughs> like, this guy's the best, dude. And so I talked myself off the ledge. And then I kept watching the game. We got some run support. Uh, so, yeah, I was uh, very, very happy with what I saw. And I want him to stay. I mean, I, I, I love him. I have to. And everyone should remember dude is 20 years old man and made that jump from double a to fucking the majors awesome so we're gonna talk we're gonna talk about that rotation a little later but that rotation is looking nice if everybody can get healthy eventually uh but before we do let's go back to the red series so you guys were out there on friday throwback friday you got to see yuri but they lost that game and then i was out there on saturday game number 40 of the season and i'm not gonna lie to you and i know that we've gone undefeated since right we won four in a row after that but game 40 I thought that that was the beginning of the end for the season because it was the first game we lost by one run. So that was done. The, to the third out in the, first, in the top of the first inning, I was sitting in right field. I watched Sanchez go and dive for that ball. Oh, I didn't think anything happened. All of a sudden, I see that he calls over his – I think it was Jazz and I forgot who else. And they started helping him walk off the field. I said, oh, no. I was looking forward to him batting because going into that game, he was the hottest batter in the league for that for that past week. And then later on in the game, Jazz's dumbass runs into the wall and he's out. I'm like, Jesus Christ, what the hell? I cannot believe I came to watch Jazz go down, to watch Sanchez go down, and to lose the first one run game. I was like, that's it. it, it the, the ride, the fun ride lasted 40 games. It's all downhill from here. But I was completely wrong and, and things are looking up. So I just wanted to know, first off, Callie, if you could sum up that Red Series, what would you say? Um, a bit of bad luck. Uh, you know, a, a couple, you know, I, I, as far as that first game, you know, just kind of dumb things that kind of went against us, especially towards the end there. Um, you know, Jazz and Sandy going down, that's, it's, that's always tough to bounce back from because Jazz is like, the emotional leader of the of the dugout, it feels like, and uh, and Sanchez, like you mentioned, was one of the hottest bats on the planet at the time you went down. Um, so to lose both of those guys, I was not optimistic for Sunday. Um, but we came out and we won, man, and, and we've won since with you know yeah. two of our bet two of the, our better players out of the lineup. You know, despite how you know, and, and Jazz was playing well too. That's the thing. That's the frustrating part. He, he'd kind of gone on a, uh, on a bit of a hot streak and he got hurt. Sanchez got on a bit of a hot streak and he got hurt, but yeah. you know, that's frustrating. Unfortunately, that's the game of baseball that happens sometimes, but, um, but yeah, to come back that Sunday and, and to put it on them and to, to win like a good baseball game there, it, it felt nice. Spaz red series. Were you down? Were you, were you in the dumps like me thinking that the season was over? So got, kind of like to piggyback what Kylie said, that that's baseball that happens. But I feel like it happens to us more than other teams. <laughs> like, fuck, we're always dealing with this shit. But uh, I texted a buddy of mine and, like, getting our asses kicked by the Mets, getting our asses kicked by the Braves. Like, I'll take those L's. I'll, I will take those L's all day. For sure. Told them, I go, man, I am really pissed off about this Red Series. Like, I am, I'm just upset. Because even the game that Sandy went deep in, what, what did he go, eight innings or something like that? He went eight innings, yeah. one, something yep. pitches, and I'm like, all right, we could fucking still do that. No, we fucking lost the game. And I, I was just – I was really, really angry about that Red Series, but I'm glad that we bounced back even after the injuries. So, I mean, 
Yeah, I, I wasn't happy. I wasn't a happy camper about that. Brian, you predicted a sweep of the Reds, and we almost got swept ourselves. Yeah. How were we feeling? Well, I, I, I think the Red series honestly could have gone either way. Um, you know, um, Sandy, you know, Skip trusts him, and you can tell in that eighth inning when he got in that jam. Skip went out there and said, "Hey, Sandy, you good to finish this out, or you want me to take you out?" And Sandy said, no, give me the ball. And it didn't go his way, but I like that relationship building between Skip and Sandy. I mean, the injuries is going to be what that series is going to be remembered for because, you know, that really takes Jazz. Jazz isn't going to hit 40 home runs now because he's probably going to miss at least a month, if not a month and a half. But the good thing is, is we've got guys like Burdick and um, Xavier Edwards who are Xavier contributed quite a bit tonight in the game and you know burdick has been very good since he's been up they both have great stats and in triple a so these are guys that potentially are getting their shot to prove that they can be in this outfield and contribute past when jazz comes back and maybe you know probably creates problems for skip because does um have you really have a spot in this team anymore Yes, because he gets paid fifty six million dollars. Yeah, but if they can find if they can find somebody, if they can find somebody to offload him. They they probably would because he needs, to, he needs to start hitting for that to happen. Unfortunately, yeah. well, you know we'll we'll see what happens there. But you know, talent wise and performance wise, if you take the money out of it, Avi doesn't have a spot in this team because people have stepped up. So. You know, that's the good thing that's come out of the Red Series and kind of continued into the Nat Series. But, um, you know, the Red Series really should have been 2-1 in our favor. And that Sandy game just... Yeah. It killed us. Another, <laughs> well, and, and, another and, positive. Another positive out of that Red Series, though, we finally got Cooper back. Yep. Yeah, I we needed Cooper Cooper came back. back. I mean, was it? And he came back during that Red Series. Uh, he only played one of the games, but uh, it's, it's great to have him back because he is that he, him in that number two hole. I think is perfect. But batting well, I mean, Jazz isn't leading off anymore. But when Jazz was leading off, I always thought Cooper was the perfect person to have behind him. And I mean, he is that bat that we've been missing in first base, and I'm glad to have him back. I mean, I feel like he's been a big part of, of this team and what, and he contributes a lot, a lot more than people give him credit for. I agree. All right, so we went on, and like we, a lot of us said, we would sweep the Nats, and we went ahead and we swept the Nats. What stood out to you the most, Callie, in this Nats series? Um, the, what stood out the most to me is that we just played, like, really good baseball. Like, um, you know, we not, you know, yeah, sure, a couple defensive laps and stuff, but you know, like every game felt like, you know, like we were in it, like we were competitive and never felt like, oh, fuck, here go the fucking Marlins again. It was very much, uh, you know, the, the bats showed up. It felt like for every game, um, some scrappy, some scrappy playing, some, you know, uh, everything seemed to, to go our way, which is huge, you know. And, and we had a couple guys with a couple timely hits. Um, De La Cruz had an awesome series. He's been on fire. Solar had an awesome series. Solar power and lighting, trademark yeah. pending. <laughs> no one can steal that. It's mine. Um, 
you know, it we have we saw that these guys have have very good series, and and you know, even guys like Burdick are, are really contributing a lot now. And Xavier Edwards, it's so encouraging to see the young guys playing this way. Even Segura had has had a good series. He's had he's played some good baseball lately, which is fantastic. Which is what we need. Which is maybe why we're two games over five hundred now. Maybe hopefully now this, this creates some momentum and we can create some separation and um, you know between being five hundred and, and above five hundred. Well, and now that you bring up Segura, you know, over the last two series, he has seven hits. He's batting 350, 480 on, ba- uh, on base percentage, and 930 OPS. I mean, it's only a week. I don't know how long it'll last. I figure that the averages have eventually has to average out because, I mean, for his career, he's been much better than he's been over the, this, the beginning of the season. But um, I, that was definitely one of the positives coming out of this week in the Nats series. Uh, Bratton, what about you? What do you think a positive out of the Nats series? Or just a general? Yeah, what did you get? I mean, so, you know, I have to be fair. You know, as a Segura critic here, um, Segura really came alive in, in the Nats series. And in the Red series, too. But, like, even today, like, his hustle and the, how hard he was playing today was just encouraging. Like, I, I don't know if you guys saw where he stole second at the end of the game today. And he was yeah. booking it. Like, he was hustling. And, and you know, that's what you love to see from, from a guy like that. But the other good thing that I, I take out of the Nats series is, is you know, our starting pitching looked really good in the series. Cabrera had a great game. Um, yesterday and, and, you know, only walked one guy, you know, so he was able to hold it together. Yeah. He didn't go deep into the game. I think he got pulled in the six. So I think he only went five, but you know, that was really encouraging to see that from him. There wasn't like a fifth inning collapse. Like we saw the, in his last start, Yuri closing out the series looked really good. And then, you know, the bullpen really held on in the first game against the Nats, you know, even though we had that two run, lead early we kind of gave up the lead and then walked it off at the end and the bullpen kept us in that game um so you know good things there and and just good overall I, i'm happy with the nat series i'll talk about that all day and <laughs> and back to what you were saying about edward cabrera he actually had no walks yesterday so yeah. he struck out six and had no walks so last week when we were talking he was leading the national league in walks all of a sudden, he has a game where he strikes out six, no walks. I will take that any day. He is the perfect fifth starter for us, and uh, I'm looking forward to this rotation looking a little healthier. Uh, Spaz, what did you take out of this Nats sweep? I was uh, so I was I, I couldn't watch the game on when was it Tuesday? That was a solar walk off, right? Yeah, solar walk off was on Tuesday. Um, out of nowhere, my phone blows up with like six messages, including you guys and Cali solar power and light pending. (laughs) And I'm like, what the fuck just happened? And dude, two outs. I mean, I think what I, what I take away from this, that, uh, we got that dog in us. We're going to, we're going to fight a little bit, you know, we're going to, we're going to hopefully take some wins. So, uh, I'm really excited about that. Uh, today's game was pretty freaking cool because we saw, uh, Yuri again and we got, you know, we got some uh, some runs in. Uh, what two out of the three were one run wins, right? Yeah, the first two were run run wins. <laughs> Today was very nearly that. <laughs> but yeah. I'm excited about this series, man. It's a lot, a lot, a lot of positives, and I love seeing Segura. Um, you know, do some shit. So I'm, I'm really excited. Yeah, we have to talk about a little bit about DLC too. I mean, oh, I can ever sure. it. For yeah. sure. You got yeah. 
Well, one of you guys want to take DLC because I got the numbers. But if one of you guys want to take that, go ahead because he has been playing amazing. Go yeah, ahead. I mean, you know, he kind of disappeared to start the season, and you know, he he does that. He gets really cold and he gets really but hot. He got hot at the end of last season. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and now right now he's getting hot at the perfect time because mm-hmm. you know we need somebody to step up with Jazz and you know Edwards and and Burdick have done that, but you know that home run he hit. Um, the couple home runs he hit in the series were all really awesome. I think today's was like deep center that he he went and, and hit it to, and it was yeah, it was beautiful. So I love seeing DLC come through like that, and you know, every time I see him come through like that, I just think about how we fleeced Houston in that trade because <laughs> I think they got like an inning of major league pitching out of that trade. And I know it's easy to get frustrated with somebody like DLC when, especially when he does slump, man, but. I'm such a believer in him. Like, I don't think I, you know, I, I, I try not to slander any Marlins player, but that guy I just love. And when he's hot, he's hot, dude. And so I'm super happy to see him do what he's doing. Well, that outfield, when DLC's playing well, Sanchez, and if Jazz gets back, like, that's a, that's a very good outfield that we have there. Solar at DH. Again, we're going to get into the health in a second. But, man, like, when I think about this team, I, I think the biggest – thing for them right now is health uh but getting back real quick to um dlc obviously we record once a week so i kind of look at the the league in general when i come here and i look at the stats at a week at a time over the last week dlc second most hits in the league with 11 over the last week most doubles with four he had two home runs and he had the third highest average over the last week in in the majors with 455 he has been on fire this week. Those two series, awesome. And then I didn't want to let this pass without uh, bringing this up. Your boy Solar, Cali, if you guys want to know what he's on pace for, he is on pace for 41 home runs and 88 RBIs. Oof. Oof. Yes, please. Love it. <laughs> we're, we're waiting for Jazz to hit those 40, but it might be somebody else. And I'll we, we got to tell Peter. We got to tell Peter we got to switch up the 40-40 tracker. <laughs> No, I think and I saw Peter saying he was going to hit 50. <laughs> yeah. He's got to pick up the pace a little bit, but <laughs> I, I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. Um, also, one more thing I, I wanted to bring up. Uh, Arise, tomorrow marks his four-year anniversary from debuting in the major leagues. In that time span, he leads the majors in batting average over that four-year span which is awesome. So I want to make sure I didn't forget to mention that uh, before we keep going. Well, and he All just right. picked up his 500th hit. Yeah. yeah, can, yeah. can I? Can Youngest I player to hit 500. Oh, go go for it, Cali. So Luis Arise currently has a better OPS than Shohei Otani, Vlad Guerrero, Bo Bichette, Luis Robert, Mike Trout, Anthony Rizzo, Freddie Freeman, Ian Happ has a better OPS than every single one of those guys. And he currently leads the league in batting average with 378. This next closest is Ronald Acuna at 345. He's third, he's third in on-base percentage and he's you know top what is it? Well, Spaz, I know you hate Acuna, 
But I was looking at those stats that Caddy's looking at earlier today. Acuna is basically leading just about every significant category. Well, in no, the fucking he's a little freak. He's, it, but I, I respect annoyingly like, good. It's Can another level. Of the guy sucks. Yeah, but I, he we is. would respect him more if he played outside of the NL East. Because <laughs> yeah. I go I, literally I, anywhere I, else, my guy. Like, yeah. I know, I know yeah. he's good. But when I was looking at the stats, I was like, let me see where Arise kind of ranks. Everywhere I saw, okay, top five, just about everywhere. Acuna, number one, just yeah. about everywhere. Like, Listen, Jesus Christ. I know Erling Haaland is really good. I, I hate the guy. Screw that guy. <laughs> <laughs> He didn't do anything in Champions, whatever. We'll get <laughs> talk about something else. Yeah. All right, um, oh, yeah. Uh, and like I said, I, I look at things one week at a time. Who do you think led? Oh, I'm sorry, second was second in the majors, but obviously a Marlins player in the league in strikeouts over the last week as a hitter. Yes, uh, second in strikeouts in the league in the major leagues. Hampson. I didn't even think he played enough to do this, but he played all, all every game in the series. Not him. I mean, the last two series. No, it's not him. Um, oh, Joey. Oh, Wendell. yeah. Who was it? Joey Wendell? No. Nope. Stallings? Fortes? Nope. Nope. All right, we're, we're striking it out. It was Peyton Burdick. Oh, shit. 11 okay. strikeouts over the last six games. Yeah, he's going to do that. Hmm. Well, I, I, when I saw that he was up there, I was like, this doesn't even make sense. He didn't play all six games. Like, did he really strike out like every at bat? But no, he did play all six games because he came in and subbed in for, uh, for was it for Jazz or for, for Sanchez? For one of them. Caddy is such a verdict uh, apologist. Like, <laughs> that's just basic. That's me. <laughs> what are you You're in? getting me and Cali confused because I'm the one who went on here and said that verdict <laughs> was the new Cody Ross. What are you? Like, no. yeah, there you go. That, that was you. Yeah, I was like, that's not the, me. Cali is the jazz apologist. There you go. I'm the jazz and solar, my guys. And, and, right. and just, just to be clear, jazz has missed five games all year. The Marlins in those five games, five and oh. <laughs> all right. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, uh, there is something I wanted to bring up to you guys. Um, I forgot to add it in the show sheet when I sent it to you guys, but I do want to get your opinions on it because I think that there needs to be something done permanently. Fortes Stallings. I think it's time for Fortes to get the majority of those games. Uh, I'll go to Cali first. Do you think there's a reason why Stalling gets so many starts? Yeah. Um, more experience, probably. Uh, Stall- I-, I think Stallings does call pretty, pretty good games. Um, again, he caught every single one of Sandy starts last year for his his Cy Young year, you know. So when you have something like that within a clubhouse, you, you know, you're the guy that, that pitchers want. And pitchers usually have a say in, in who they want, you know. And then at, after that, it's it's a rotation, you know. Um, I I like Fortes better than Stallings. But With if, the bat. I think I think in general, I would say okay. I think I think, but while both of them have not been great defensively this year, Fortes I felt like started off very strong defensively, um, but it, it, it's 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 becoming more and more apparent that we have kind of a, a gaping hole behind the dish, which is bad. Um, the one common denominator that every World Series team on the, that has ever won has is that they have a great defensive catcher or a very good defensive catcher. Right? Um, and we don't have one of those. And not that we're going to win a World Series anytime soon, but 
you know, that that's a cornerstone for any franchise. Um, I don't think we're gonna spend on a catcher for what it's worth. So you gotta hope like Will Banfield or someone that comes up through the system and you know performs. But uh yeah, it's not looking great behind the dish. Uh gun to my head, I like Fortes better. Um, I think he's played better. Stallings can't hit. He's he's you know, he had this incredible streak of like no pass balls, and he's had like four already this year, uh, which is bad on the big league level. Um so yeah, it, it's you know, Spaz. Yeah, Stallings or Fortes? Give me Fortes all day long, dog. Uh, <laughs> just, just like what Kelly said, like he caught, he caught Sandy, you know, in his Cy Young year, and he does very well with with certain pitchers. I, you know, I will say, and it's obvious. Um, but no, man, I think Fortes just gives us more overall. And it's funny. The, the other day, somebody was complaining on Twitter about Stallings, and he was like, I'm sure he's a nice guy. He looks like a nice guy, but I just think we need four tests right now. And, if he's and, okay. and the thing with with catchers, right, it's like there there are a handful of very good hitting catchers in the league. You know, like there's the JT Real Mutos, Aldi Rushmans, uh, like Salvador Perez, like those type of guys, and then there's like a, a pretty significant drop-off in terms of offense. Um, but I can live with a catcher hitting a buck 80 if – they're a monster behind the dish and the rest of the team hits really well. Yeah. You know, but we, we have none of those three. Like we, we check none of those boxes. Unfortunately, we don't have that luxury. <laughs> well, yeah. Like you said, you could, you could deal with a catcher batting 180, which I get. I, if he's a great defender, I get it. But let me tell you, Nick Fortes batting 210. Jacob Stallings, 123. Yeah, hitting wise, it's not close right now. Yeah, no, Fortes isn't hitting great either. But no, he's not hitting great. But you know, significantly more, a hundred points it, more than Stallings. He <laughs> has a home run. He has two stolen bases. Fortes literally has two stolen bases. He had one he's today. Even giving you, he's giving you something while he's on base. Like I, I look. I, I'm with Spaz. I'm with you. I would go Fortes if possible. Brenton, Spaz. Uh, Spaz or Fortes. Fortes is stalling. Actually, I'll, I'll take Spaz over. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take Spaz over him also. Yeah, exactly. No, um, you know, I, I would take Fortes hands down. Um, you know, just what he brings to the table offensively. Um, and I think he's performing just probably a little bit better than Stallings defensively right now. So I would take Fortes. And, you know, unfortunately, the Marlins don't really have a lot of catching depth in the farm system, um, you know, so there's really not a whole lot of people we can bring up. And so um, for the foreseeable future, I think we're, we're stuck with both of them, but if Fortes is catching the majority of the games and if Sandy wants Stallings to catch for him, that's cool. Um, give Fortes a day off every five days, but give Fortes the majority of those games. I agree. That game I went to uh, on Saturday, against the reds we were down a run it was the bottom of the eighth we had one out and we had a man on first and second stalling came stalling was up to bat at no point did i think he was going to do anything productive and unfortunately he was in the eight hole so following him was wendell another guy that wasn't going to do anything and there went the, the game basically so um it's it's frustrating when you have these guys at the back of the end of the of the of the lineup and you need a hit because you know they're not going to pull it out. Um, all right, so we're all in favor of Fortes. Will that happen? I don't know. But, man, seeing stalling out there is rough. But like we were talking about earlier, 
injuries have plagued this team. Uh, I mean, all teams deal with injuries, but this team has really been beat up because other teams can deal with, you know, injuries, but they have depth. We don't necessarily have great depth, but we found some depth when the minor leagues is finally starting rotation goes. When we have everybody healthy, I and I don't think I'm, this is hyperbolic a hyperbolic statement at all. I honestly believe this could be one of the best rotations in baseball. If you have Sandy, Lazardo, Yuri, Trevor, and then you have Edward Cabrera, if he can kind of get more consistent, can you imagine those five starters on a con- like? Is there? I'm sure there probably is. I can't think off the top of my head. But a more solid one through five in the league, like I think that we're going to be very scary if we could ever get all five of those healthy. We get Sixto and Cueto back as long relievers. I think that this pitching staff, Puck has to come back also. Like If we can get completely healthy, our arms can compete with just about anybody. And this is what you need if you ever make it into the playoffs. Brian, what do you think about the arms if we get healthy? No, I mean, I, I, I think for sure, I think we could compete with anybody. Um, you know, I think maybe this year's a little bit early to, to make a statement like that because, um, you know, a lot of our pitching is young. Yuri's only going to get better. Uh, Braxton needs another, needs to kind of find a little more consistency. Same with uh, Cabrera and Trevor Rogers just needs to kind of get back to where he was last year. But when you look at the depth that we have in the whole system, like, we probably have the best outlook as far as starting pitching in the league because, you know, our guys, you know, like, you know, yeah, they're all hurt Myers and, and guys like that. But you look at a guy like Monteverde at double in double a who had better stats than Yuri and yep. didn't get the call up and just won two more games in the same, same time Yuri's been up, you know, we have a lot of promise. And so, yeah, I would say we probably this year, we definitely have maybe a top, if they're all healthy, maybe top five rotation. I, I don't know that they're the best yet, but one of the stats that I thought was really interesting is they showed the the hardest top five hardest throwing NL pitchers, and three of the five were Marlins. It was Sandy, Yuri, and um, Lizardo, and Edward Cabrera. I think was like in the top ten. So there's a lot of lot of talent there. It's just. Um, it's finding that consistency that that worries me. So I, I don't know that this year's the year to say, yeah, we're going to be the best. But I, I think down the road, it, it's not out of the realm of possibility that the Marlins have two or three aces in their rotation. And when you get into the playoffs, all of a sudden that five-man rotation becomes a four-man rotation. So one of those arms moves to the pen. Like I, I, I think that this this team has such an amazing outlook as far as for pitching. What do you think, Callie? Um, I think Braxton Garrett isn't getting enough love, quite frankly. Um, uh, you know what? I agree. I, I I would go Trevor over Braxton. You'd go Trevor. You mean over Braxton him. over Trevor? Trevor, you mean? Nope. You go Trevor over Braxton. Okay. Um, I pro- gun to my head I today. I think I'm taking Braxton over Cabrera. I'm being honest. Um, what one good start doesn't doesn't save me save him for me. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's. We have a we have one of the best rotations, I think, in terms of talent. I don't think the numbers will match it just because I don't think they'll get the run or defensive support that they need um, a lot of the times, which is why we're we're floating around five hundred right now. Um, but down, you know, 
what what's encouraging is that you know Sandy Sandy's in his twenties still. He's you know he's getting up there, but he, he's 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 still young. You know Lazardo's you know he's he's kind of in his prime right now. And then you have young guys like Yuri, Trevor, Cabrera, and Braxton. So the future looks very bright. Um, Monteverde. Do we yeah. hold on to all of them? Because I could see that, his... that, and that was that's exactly what I was gonna say. It's like what track record do we have that those guys are gonna get paid and, and be Marlins long term? You know, like um I think what, what you know, Sandy has a very controllable contract, but after that, does you know, I don't I don't think he remains Marlin. Um you know, same thing with, with guys like you know, well, Lazardo will probably I think he's 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 a lifer here now at this point of his career. But Trevor Braxton, like, do do we pay all those guys down the road? I don't think we do. We don't. We have no history to support that. Um, so I think we need to enjoy think, it while it's here, while while the, when those guys go off to to pitch to and with for clubs that will actually pay them, and we got a bunch of little pablitos sprinkled around the league, and they come back and beat us every year. That's you know that'll be it. Well, I think one of the things too is like okay, so maybe we don't hold on to all of them, but I, I think the organization can realistically pick three. Uh, potentially four of them now and sign them up. You know, I've seen people kind of calling for the Marlins to do what the Braves did and lock up the rotation on these seven, eight year deals now so that we control them and, and can move on. Like, you know, people are already calling for that type of thing with Yuri, which I think is a little early to do, but you know, something That's like that could work with a Yuri, Yuri could work with a Cabrera could work with a Garrett. And if you lock those guys up long-term and, and maybe Trevor Rogers moves on, but we have the depth in the minor league system to bring somebody up to be a fourth or fifth starter. So I, I think it's, it's realistic to think we can lock at least three of those guys up long-term. We've the pitching staff, like I said, I think it's been, it's been good. Uh, I was surprised to see that we've given up the fourth most, most home runs in the national league. That is uh, our pitching staff, which I, I didn't realize that we had given up the long ball so often. I think it's because we have so many fastball dominant guys. Yeah, um, yeah. contact. Yeah, and, and and on top of that, it's now with the pitch clock, it kind of takes timing out of the equation for the hitter, right? So, you know, pitchers can't hold it on you anymore. They can't change their looks up. They can't, you know, you know, by eight seconds, they they have to be engaged and looking at you, mm-hmm. and you know, before the clock strikes zero, they have to be through their motion. So that takes away an aspect of timing from a hitter's perspective. <laughs> So if you're sitting dead red fastball on a guy that you know is pumping 98, 99, you just need to get the barrel there on time. You know, not and not to say that hitting a 98 mile an hour fastball is an easy thing to do, but if you have an idea of when it's coming and when to get going, you know, it's it's a little easier. It's marginally easier to connect, and at that velocity, and as strong as these guys are, you just need to get the barrel there, and science is going to do the rest. Last week, Callie was pointing out that our starting pitchers were doing the bullpen no favors because we had the bullpen. We Our bullpen had was number one in innings pitched in the league coming into last week's episode. I checked this week. We are now third. So either we had the – I forgot what – the Reds were one of them. I forgot who the other one. So either those teams went to the pen like in the second inning and then just completely passed us that way. But I think it's more of we had some good starts. Yuri went five both games. We had Sandy go what was it eight. eight so I think that our starting pitchers are finally going to start helping out this bullpen because, like we said, we were running them into the ground and we need those arms to all get uh, some rest. Now, back to the bats. 
the starting lineup, when we get healthy as far as our bats go, Jazz in the outfield, Sanchez in the outfield, DLC in the outfield, Solar, DH. Then we have Cooper back finally. Arise. Now, if Segura is hitting consistently, I think we're happy with him. What do you think is going on at shortstop? We already said we want Fortez a catcher. What do you think is happening at shortstop? Cal. Um, man, I, I, I think it's a spot that's up for grabs now, man. And, and you kind of roll with the hot bat. You know, if Wendell's a guy, you put Wendell there. If Birdie's a guy, you put Birdie there. Like, um, what's beautiful about baseball is that it's, it's a lot of games and there's a lot of rotation, you know, within the lineup and, and, and all that. So if you're putting a gun to my head, who do I want there full time? Um, I'm a big birdie guy. I think we're all big birdie guys in here, man. Yep. Like I, I, you know, that dude's going to steal bases. He's, he's not going to, he'll compete at the plate. You know, he may not hit for 280, 290, 300, but you know, he'll hit 240, 250. He'll get on base. He's a threat on the bases. It's speed on the bases. Uh, he's not going to make a lot of errors. He's going to do the little things right, you know, but, uh, you know, with a righty pitching, I don't mind Wendell being in there, you know, with a, with, as a lefty bat and, you know, lefty pitching. You know, you can platoon him for all I care. And even Hampson is a guy that's kind of earned his spot in here too. So, you know, it. the best part is, is that it makes it makes Skip's job very difficult, which is what a manager wants, you know, because the bright side is you can't really necessarily make a wrong choice. Um, and you know that you have three or four guys that you can plug in there that are, that are going to do the job. So, you know, as long as Skip's job is difficult, that's a good sign for us. For sure. Uh, Brenton, Spaz, do you guys are good with Birdie at short? What, do you, what would you guys prefer? Uh, Spaz, I'll go with you. What, what birdie ball all day, man. You already birdie know. Ball. I should have known that. I don't even know why I asked you. One of my favorite hashtags, Birdie ball all day. <laughs> Give it to my boy. And, uh, and yeah, man, I mean, he's got wheels too. So, like Callie said, so yeah. Give it to my boy. Brenton. Agreed. Um, you know, I, I think, I mean, Wendell's only hitting... 125 birdies hitting 270 for the season you know to me it's a no-brainer right now but i do like that skips giving wendell an opportunity to contribute because we're seeing like with this injury problems we're having now that we're going to need guys in positions ready to contribute so you know wendell and birdie are both guys who can play a couple different positions for us so you know um not opposed to wendell getting some looks but i'd prefer birdie to be the everyday shortstop Birdie came a little back down to earth this past week, but since Wendell came back two weeks ago, I was looking at their stats. Uh, two weeks ago, they ca- uh, Wendell came back. Wendell since then is batting 179. Birdie, 343. Oof. I mean, Birdie is, is, as far as the bat goes, I mean, uh, he's definitely, I think, the better option. In that time span, Birdie has three stolen bases. Wendell has one. Um yeah, man, I, I think Birdie is, is the – if you had to pick one, like, and obviously you do if Segura's playing well, Arise, you're not going to move Cooper's back, so you're not moving Arise to first. I think that that's the way to go. And if we if we can get this team completely healthy, do I think we are the greatest hitting team of all time? Absolutely not. Do I think that they have enough offense to win with our pitching? Yes, I do. So 86 wins, man. That's all I want, 86 wins. <laughs> All right, so I think it's time to get into the minor leagues. Uh, my man, Branton, has a minor league yeah. update. What do you got for us, Branton? Yeah, so we'll start from the top down. Um, you know, Jacksonville this week, 
Um, you know, most of the guys that I was going to highlight for this week um, have been called up. Burdick and Edwards are the leaders for hits and um and RBIs, or I'm sorry, and runs generated for AAA. So they've had some problems replacing those guys. They went one and five in the last week. Uh, they're fifth in the lead in their division right now, so not great. But um, some guys to keep an eye on: um, Jarier Encarnacion. Uh, he leads the team in RBIs with 30, and he leads the team in hits with 40 hits in in his limited at bats. So that's a guy he plays right field to keep an eye on if our injury concerns continue or Burdick and um, Edwards don't continue to perform. He could be an option down the road. Did, didn't he play in, in in the majors already last year? Didn't he get called up? Yeah, yeah. He's not a guy who's who's never played in the majors before. He did get called up last year. But, um, you know, there's a little more promise with Edwards and Burdick, in my opinion. So I think that's yeah. why they got the call. Um, there's more of a long-term thinking there. Whereas Encarnacion, I think, would give us, um, give us production right away. But I don't know that the long-term upside is there. But we'll see. Um, another guy, Anthony Maldano. Uh, reliever for for Triple A Jacksonville. He's four and two with a one point nine three ERA in fourteen games in eighteen innings pitched. Looked really good this week in a couple of appearances. So he could be a guy that if we continue to have bullpen issues, might get the call. Um, but <clears throat> one thing to kind of keep in mind, and if you watch any Jacksonville games, uh, the bulk of our talent, especially long term talent, isn't in Jacksonville right now. Um, <laughs> the team to watch. And I find myself, I think I've watched every game they played the last week um, is, is Pensacola. Um, They're exciting. A lot of our pitching depth is there. You know, we talked about Monteverde who's five and zero with a 1.29 ERA in seven games this this year, 42 innings pitched only 18 hits and 57 strikeouts. Um, And opponents are only batting 130 against him, you know, and, and, you know, Yuri deserved his call up. He's got the higher potential upside. The guy's only 20. Monte, um, Monteverde's 25. But I would not be surprised to see him get a call at some point this year. Um, he's, he's phenomenal. Looking great. Um, Victor Mesa Jr., center fielder, is another guy I think we may see. Probably more likely to be a September call up. I don't think mm-hmm. we bring him up now in the outfield. Uh, Dude was the player of the week this last week. He's batting 289. He's got 25 RBIs, six stolen bases. Um, He walks a lot. He's got 12 walks already. Like, really good guy. Sees the ball well, hits the ball well. Good fielding center fielder. Um, His brother just got the call to move up from Pensacola to Jacksonville. So don't get them mixed up because they're both Victor Mesa. So that's a fun what one. What the hell were their parents thinking? <laughs> what is Victor, Victor Mesa Victor Jr. Mesa yeah. and Victor Mesa Jr. So if you go on Pensacola's website, or they've got them both listed as Victor Mesa. So don't get Did confused. they at least spell Victor differently? No. No. Exactly. no. <laughs> it's just one is Victor Mesa Jr. and the other one is Victor Victor Mesa. Yeah. So both good players. Both have potential. I don't know why um, this is confusing for you, Danny. <laughs> because usually it's a Victor Mesa Jr. and a Victor Mesa Sr., right? It's the father and the son. I've never heard this for two brothers. 
I it was a first for me too, and that's why I wanted to call it out because it's wild. <laughs> it, it is. It's, it's very interesting. Hold on, wait. I, I did want to get in here because Brenton, when Monteverde gets the inevitable call up, dude, we're doing it big at the ballpark because you have been like all over oh, this. Yeah. Dude. You've been all over this guy. So when Monteverde comes up, we're gonna do it big, popping bottles at the recess lounge. Uh, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Sounds me, good to me. Callie, the four of us will be there this yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. We're going crazy for the guy. I sure hope so. I, I was very upset <laughs> that I missed Yuri's first win today. All right. Yeah, uh, me too. I, I could have found a way, but yeah, but AAA Pensacola went six and zero last week. So they are tonight. They're playing right now. I haven't seen the score yet, but they're trying to be the first team since 2014 to win 11 in a row. So. If you have MLB TV, you can watch the minor league games, watch some games because that the guys you're watching on that field are going to be guys that we're going to see in the majors. Their catcher, starting catcher, I forget his name right now, but converted shortstop. We were talking in our group chat earlier. You know, a lot of the better catchers recently have been like Posey, Riamuto, former shortstops that have converted to catcher. So guys to keep a lookout on and maybe somebody – that comes up and replaces uh, Stallings next year once we kick him to the curb. <laughs> but, you know, then single-A rundown, um, Beloit, Sky Carp's their first in their division. They went one in three last week, so not great. But a couple guys to keep an eye on. Yiddy Cappy is a second baseman and shortstop. He's batting 254, 34 hits, 22 RBIs. The guy is a great fielder, but he sees the ball really well. It would not surprise me to see him move up to either double-A AA or triple-A this year. Um, he's starting to put things together. And then uh, kind of on a negative note, but some guy I'm really high on, Jacob Barry. He's having a, a real struggle in, in single-A right now. He's at high eight Beloit, but he's batting like 130, um, struggling, but he's making some really great defensive plays. Um, in college at LSU, the bat was there. So I think that'll come around as soon as he's adjusts from college pitching to, to professional pitching. But I think he's our number three rated prospect or number two. Um, so first round pick last year. So a guy we're going to keep talking about because I hope he comes around. Sure. And then low A Jupiter went three and two last week. Um, they're second in their division. Not really a whole lot of guys to call out there. Um, I've watched a couple of their games. It, it, it's hard to identify any guys that really stand out because yeah, you're no, like, oh, this guy hits the ball really well, but you don't. I don't know enough about the opposing pitchers to really know if he's for sure. No, if yeah, these yeah, guys that, are for real or not. But that, that would um, be very difficult. Yeah. So you know, I, if you're going to watch minor league games, Beloit and Pensacola are the two teams I would check out. Um, I think Pensacola right now, Jacksonville's is the struggling one sure. a little bit, but um, yeah, the Pensacola for Pensacola. sure. Yeah. All right. So thank you for that. Now we got the next week. We got seven games coming up. We got a three game series and a four game series. So it's prediction time. Now, last week we were a little off, right? Maybe we got a little excited, but, um, you know, we're two games over 544 games into the season. So, I mean, I think it's, it's reasonable. Now that our pitching is starting to pick it up again to, have a positive outlook, especially on this season, coming up against another two opponents that are both under 500. So I'll start with you, Spaz. We got three games up against San Francisco. Those are going to be late-night games, so if you want to stay up late watching them, 
10 o'clock starts for some of them. And then we have four games against Colorado where the ball flies out. So solar power, here it comes. What are we thinking, Spaz? Uh, I think we take two out of three for the – actually, no. We sweep the Giants, and we take two out of three from uh, Colorado because that altitude is going to help us out somehow. <laughs> Have so, you yeah. guys ever been to the San Francisco ballpark? I forget I what know. Yeah. No, I've never been. AT- they changed it recently, but it was AT- or it's Oracle Park now. It now it's Oracle Park. Yeah, it used to be AT&T. I used to. I I went there and I walked on the outside and out, man, because there was no game. I went in. Um, I went in March. I went like two or three weeks before they had their uh, opening day, and they ha- they were coming off of a World Series win. That was like in t- 2015 or 14 that I went. But um, yeah, it looks. On TV, it looks beautiful. In person, I was dying to go inside, but I couldn't. But yeah, sorry. Uh, completely went off on a tangent. I digress. No, it's, so, it's, it's okay. Spaz. Don't let it happen again, but it's okay. <laughs> go ahead, Spaz. So you said no, no. two out of three San Francisco. And... No, no, we're going to sweep San Francisco. Oh, super. Okay. Sweep San Francisco. I change it up. And uh, I think we take uh, two out of three from Colorado. Maybe that else. Colorado's a four-game series. Oh, then we split that 2-2. Two, two. <laughs> That's still good. That's I'll, I'll take go ahead. Right, five and two. I'm good with that. Callie, what are you thinking? Um, I am thinking that I think we struggle against San Francisco. Um, Ooh. yeah, they're, <laughs> they're they're a team that they're they're not bad at hitting the baseball right now. They're they're you know top half of the league in OPS. Um. <laughs> You know, they have a lot of home runs. They're top five in the league in home runs. Uh, we're a team that gives up a lot of home runs. Don't love that recipe for success. Mm-hmm. Um, I am much more – so I'm going to say we take one of three from San Francisco. Um, Colorado, I think we – I think we do three or four. For for a team that plays at uh, – at Coors Field every day, they they don't hit a ton of uh, home runs. They're actually bottom of the league. They're four. They're fourth to last uh, in home runs. Which, if you're in the most home run friendly park in in the in the country, and you're you're four, you're in the bottom five in home runs in the league. That's that's not a good thing. So, um, I think we I think one of two against San Francisco. I think we take three of four against Colorado. So five and eight on the. Five and five and three on the the series, or four and three on four and four and four three. And four, yeah, four yeah, and three. Four four and three. three. Sorry, I'm not Brian. a math guy. Social science guy. <laughs> <laughs> so I think against the Giants, I think we probably take two out of the three. I think uh, you know we have Sandy going tomorrow, so I think I think he's going to bounce back there and have like a strong start. Then the other two is kind of a coin flip, depending on who shows up. Um, I think we can take two out of three from them, and I, I'm thinking three out of four from the Rockies. Um, I think Solar and and um, DLC coming up with the power right now. They're gonna take on the Rockies and storm and storm the stadium. I think, yeah. So I, I'm thinking two and three, so five and two on the road tri- on on that part of the road trip because. You know, next week when we talk about the Angels, I'm less optimistic about our chances there. But, um, you know, it, it, it's pretty key to come back on this road trip and start this one, 
started off strong. So I think um, I think we have to win those two series to have any chance of coming back and finishing out the month um, around 500. I think we have to take both series. Uh, we, we do have to take both series. Uh, I, I guess I'm in lockstep with, um, I think it was Brent and, and Spaz. You guys said five and two. Uh, San Francisco hits a lot of home runs, but they don't hit for average. Uh, they're going to strike out a lot, and uh, we have strikeout pitchers. They are going to connect on a couple bombs because they are fifth in home runs. Uh, so that's obviously impressive, but that goes in hand, hand in hand, kind of like Kali said. People don't care about strikeouts anymore as long as you're hitting the long ball, and that's what they're doing. That's the recipe for success, which they haven't had a lot of because they're under 500. So I do think that we're going to go two and three against them, and I think we'll take three out of four against Colorado. Against Colorado's also not batting that great. They're in the bottom half of the league on average. They don't hit home runs. I think the pitching will carry us, and I think we five and two, which would put us if we go five and two at twenty eight and twenty three, and fifty one games into the season. If you would have told me that they were what twenty eight and twenty three, five games over five hundred, it's impressive. It's impressive. All day. for sure. Yeah. Eighty six. That's the goal. All right. Predictions out of the way. Only one thing left to do. Callie, my man, you got the trivia for today. So go ahead and break us down. All right. So uh, in light of Yuri Perez making his debut, uh, yeah, we're we're talking debuts today. Mm -hmm. All right. So for the first one, this one's there's a plethora of options. I'm, I'm giving. I'm helping everyone out. All right. So there are. Five Marlins, all former Marlins, I should say, all right, who homered in their major league debut with the Marlins. Homered in their major uh, league debut with the Marlins. You get one point. I already know one. For I already each know one. one. Mentioned. Hold, yeah, hold on. Let me let, – I need to be able to write this down. <laughs> Can we just yell out whenever? Hold up, hold up, hold up. Well, I, I'm being courteous by, by throwing up a finger, but I, I think I know one because I know one of them was a walk-off. You're correct. Yes, and I know who that was. All right, go. Yes, let's let's start. There's, there's, you have right. five bonus so point if you can say who it's against. Miguel Cabrera, and I cannot tell you who it was against. That is one. Uh, let's see who else. Um, Miguel Cabrera was one. I mean, just throwing it out there, Stanton. Nope. Oh. Wait, is this a debut with the Marlins, or is this just like an MLB debut? No, no, Marlins. M their Marlins. MLB, no, MLB debut. With okay. Oh, MLB debuts. Yes. Oh, I thought. Yeah, because I was going to oh, say Paul LaDuca, because I remember he no, homered no, in his debut. Well, he didn't. It wasn't his MLB debut, but he homered in his debut. Dan Ugla? Not Ugla. Ugla also um, didn't make his major league debut with the Marlins. No. <laughs> with the Reds. Fun fact. You know I'm not a – that's not my wheelhouse. <laughs> Do inside the park home runs count? In their major league debut, it would, but there, there's not one in this. No. Oh, Bonifacio was already a pro. Uh, nope, that, that's all I got. I got Miguel Cabrera. Pictures and like very easy. This is fucking hard. It's not that hard. Uh, two of them Hold happened. On. Two of them happened very recently. Yes, I know because I, I them happened very recently. Actually, I, I, I remember seeing two of them happened last people. year. I remember seeing that that. That's some guys debuted and hit home runs. And I remember I thought to myself, oh, I remember Miguel Cabrera did that one time. But I can't remember who it was that did it last year that made me think that. This is so, so, okay, I'll say this. There's two that did it last year. 
Jesus Christ. No, no, no. I see everyone fucking Googling shit. Don't fucking do that. Ain't nobody Googling. <laughs> Hands are right here, man. <laughs> if I was Googling, I would have already had an answer for you. Well, I mean, for the sake of, of the show, I guess we can't go too long. Yeah. But um, give me one second. Let me give you just one more thought. Um, but all that, I am no. at a, I am at a, I don't know. Uh, no, right. yeah. So we, we throw in the towel. Is yeah. it Yelich? Not Yelich. No. No. All right. So the most recent ones, two of them that happened last year. One was Joe Dunand against the Padres off of Sean Manea. The second one, Gerard and Canarcion against the Mets. All right. Before oh, that, that's right. And it was a, it was a grand slam. It was a grand slam. Uh, b- before that, Isan Diaz versus the Mets in 2019. Oh, my God. I, that one I thought you guys would get because if you guys were watching the broadcast, they were Don't interviewing his parents. That. Yeah. And as they were interviewing him, he went yard off of Jacob DeGrom. Yes. All right. Before that was my boy, and I was in there in person for this one. Jeremy Hermita hits a grand slam to walk oh, out. I was there, too. Cardinals. Oh, and then the last option would be Mitch Leiden versus the Cubs in 1993. Yeah, God, I was that. there for her meetup. This was like super hard, man. This that was not bad. super hard. Two of them died last year. You didn't tell me that's super hard. Baza, you and I just suck. The Encarnacion one, I should have known because they literally talked about it on the we podcast. We just talked right? about Encarnacion, too. Yeah, no, that, that one should have been easy. I, I I fucked up. That, that yeah. should have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he hit, he hit I will that say, grand slam. Mm-hmm. The second one. The, the second one is going to be a little tougher. So who was the first Marlins player to earn a save in their major league debut? I don't think any of you guys are going to get this one, to be honest. Leo Nunez? No. Al Leiter? No. Al Leiter was not a closer. Uh, Got it. Early days, nope. baby. Goño. Nope. What's his name? Uh, I wasn't watching the Marlins back then. I have no idea. Oh my god, I forgot his name. As you get it out, baby. If you're thinking it's Trevor Hoffman, it's not Trevor Hoffman. No. Did Trevor Hoffman get to play at all for them? A little bit. One year, mm-hmm. half a year, something like that. Yeah, I, I, I can't. I can't. Brian Harvey, 1993, against wow. the Dodgers. I would have never got that. <laughs> okay. All right. Now to debut Marlins Park. Who was the first Marlin to hit home run in Marlins Park? Gary Sheffield. No, no, what? bro. Marlins Park. <laughs> oh, Marlins Park. My fault. Yes, Marlins oh. Park. He oh, went okay. by the name Mike Stanton at the time. He, it was not him. Yellich. No, we're we're in the right years. We're not not the right guy. No, no, I will say, Jose, did Jose Reyes ever hit a home run? It wasn't Jose Reyes. He did hit a home run here, but not. It wasn't Jose Reyes. It was Emilio, an infielder though. Emilio Bonifacio. It was not Emilio Bonifacio. Some people would argue he would he had a heart a Hall of Fame career. But very, definitely in the Hall of Very Good. And that uh, helps you a little bit. Hall of Very Good. Oh, yeah. It's oh. this guy. Hold on. He went to the catcher. He went to the catcher. Infielder. Yeah, he went to the Hanley Ramirez. Wasn't Hanley. Nope, All right. Me. So we've eliminated just about everybody. Omar Infante. God. Okay. <sighs> All right. And lastly, this one's going to be easier. Kind of, I hope, for you guys. All right, so Yuri Perez had seven strikeouts in his Major League debut. The most since Jose Fernandez. How many did Jose have in his debut against the Mets in 2013? Strikeouts? Eight. Yes. Eight is the correct number. Oh, fuck. Was that Danny? I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. All right. 
Well, that's Danny trivia. Look, I I, I, need, I, need, to, I, need, the I need to I need I need to take it easy on you guys with <laughs> with trivia, man. I like I come up with these thinking like I, I, maybe I'm being too hard. So me and uh, Danny I, are currently tied in the lead with five. Spazzy with three. Brian with two. I would love for I have two? some of our <laughs> uh, damn the biggest dummies that in last place. This is awesome. <laughs> some of our our no, uh, he is in last go ahead place. And, and, t- and tell us if they were able to answer some of those because I have a feeling that anybody listening would have had a hard time with some of those also. Yeah, we got to take a poll, see if you, they thought it was easy or not. We'll do that tomorrow. <laughs> I, I need to. No, I what we so. should do next need... episode, we should throw them up on Twitter, like as a poll, before we post the episode and see how the fans do. Before we. And we'll, oh. we'll compare how the fans do to how we do. Oh, at the end of next episode. Do well, why don't we, why don't we get, find out the answers then before? Uh, yeah, we can't do that. That's that's. And, well, we and people are gonna Google them also. Well, what we do is we record the episode, then we post a Twitter post, and then okay. we post the episode. Got your, Let's talk about the this cheaters. outside of the podcast. Cheaters. All right, yeah, yeah. I don't even know. All right. Well, if you are still listening, we appreciate you for sitting with us for an hour and ten minutes, just about. Uh, Marlins two games over five hundred halfway through May. It's a beautiful thing. Eighty six is the goal. Just keep swimming. Anything else for the people, Cali? Solar power and lighting. Patent pending. <laughs> Brenton. Late games this week, guys. Uh, if you can't watch that. the late games, watch the farm system. <laughs> and Spaz. Fuck I have you for the farm, farm system. I'll be staying up late with the fish. And I'll be texting you guys at one in the morning when uh, some awesome shit happens. So be on the lookout for yeah, I'll be up. I'm just going to watch farm games and... i'll probably be up also all right well we appreciate you guys sticking with us for an hour 10 minutes we'll catch you guys next week when we're hopefully celebrating being five games over 500 which would be awesome till then oh yeah just just keep swimming